Episode 48, News Minimalist. Hey everybody, welcome back after a long holiday weekend. This is Ryan and Ben, and today we are going to be talking about the Danish Prime Minister delivering a speech that was written by AI. Ryan takes a look at new AI tool for you, and we will dive into some stats from a recent survey of U.S. adults on their awareness of ChatGPT. So stick around for 10 minutes as we get you up to date on what is happening in the world of AI. But Ryan, hit us with the news first. Yeah, so the first news item here is the ChatGPT subreddit now has 1,862,000 members. Uh, secondly, NVIDIA hit 1 trillion market cap last week after earnings guidance shows how much AI can boost the revenue. This came just days after hedge fund manager Doug Koss said that he thinks there will be a rocky road to profitability with AI stocks due to regulations that will be coming down. Not saying he was wrong, but it's an early score for the other team. Thirdly, ChatGPT competitor Perplexity AI now has apps for Android and iOS, so we will definitely be checking that out soonish. And finally, Sam Altman's $375 million bet on nuclear fusion is finally paying off through his startup Helion teaming up with Microsoft. They will be the first to buy electricity from the fusion company in 2028, marking a milestone for the industry. And that really isn't AI, AI news related, but it's got Sam Altman's name on it, so I, we thought we'd mention it. Ben, why don't you hit us with the first topic? He is the man of the hour. Yes. Here we go. All right. The Danish prime minister, during a traditional speech as parliament gets ready to close for the summer, Danish prime minister Met Frederiksen uh, made use of ChatGPT to compose a portion of her speech. The intention behind this inclusion was to shed light on the revolutionary aspects of AI as well as the associated risks. After delivering the speech, Frederiksen uh, Frederiksen su- surprised leg- legislators by revealing that the words she had spoken did not originate from her or any other human being, while acknowledging that the AI-generated text may not may not have consistently con- captured the intricacies of the government's work program or punctuation. Frederiksen expressed a mixture of fascination and trepidation regarding the tool's capabilities. So interesting that it's kind of making its way to Parliament right now. It's it really is around yeah well you talked about it being in politics just a couple episodes ago and here we are in daneland right right ben (laughs) yep there we go all right ryan hit us with the next one yes uh on today's episode of ryan takes a look at an ai tool so you don't have to or you really should i took a a piece of a software that you don't even need to sign up for although you can if you want to it's called news minimalist and it's it is an extremely creative way to use chat gpt4 so how does it work well let me tell you News Minimalist is a website that uses AI to rank news stories by significance and filter out all the unimportant news. It reads the top 1,000 news stories every day and ranks them on a scale of 0 to 10 based on four factors. Scale, how many people the event affected. Secondly was magnitude, how big was the effect. Thirdly was potential, how likely is it? how likely it is that the event will cause bigger events. And finally, and fourth, credibility, how credible is the source. The main stories over six score are then posted on the main page. Now, the part that you can sign up for is you can sign up for your email and you'll get news stories with a significant score of over 6.5 email to you. And on average, you'll receive about three stories a day, but it could be none if nothing significant has happened. Now, one of the coolest features of the News Minimalist is the main page where you can see a graph of how many news stories got filtered up top. And it also lists the stories that made it through displaying their scores on the right side. What's even better is that it uses ChatGPT 
ChatGPT to summarize each article into one paragraph. If that's not enough for you, you can click the link and it'll take you to the article on the news section, allowing you to read the entire document. Additionally, there are no pictures on the website, keeping it as basic as possible, which I personally appreciate. Now, this tool is very useful for getting main news without having to go digging for it. It's like a great front page of a newspaper type of tool. And, and I think you, the listeners, will like that. News Minimalist. I recommend checking it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and it really is. If if you could describe it in one paragraph, or not one paragraph, one <laughs> sentence, it's kind of like a news compilation site. So it takes it's pulling from all of the main sites. And if you look at it, it's going to give you a summary of the main top stories. And this is all done automatically. And then you can click on, if it's a New York Times article, you can click and read the whole article. It really is cool for people that want the top headlines and it seems to be you're you're pulling from all the sources, so it's not really biased in what it's affecting or, you know, how it's ranking them. So pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, and Ben mentioned something there that, that I did not touch on. For example, when NVIDIA hit $1 trillion market cap, there were about, let's say there were like five or six news, new articles, you know, New York Times, Barron's, they all had different articles about it. But what the software did was it pulled all those, put it in the headline, and then it summarized basically what they were all saying there. And then it gave you where it got all of them from there. So it it wasn't just, hey, I'm just pulling from New York Times. It's I'm pulling from all these sites to show you that this is a real thing. So again, really cool stuff. And you know, it, I signed up for the email. I get the three news things every day, and it, it, they're pretty quick, and you just quickly look over and go, okay, cool, let's start with our days. I am curious if it's pulling from all those and summarizing them. Whenever we have one event that is covered, like especially when the political news cycle comes this election mm-hmm. year, um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it does the same story from Fox and from like CNN where yeah. things are going to be spun completely different ways, how it actually summarizes those with the biases on both sides. Do the sentences even make sense? You know, one, one side of the spectrum, then immediately to the right side and the left. So yeah. Exactly. All right. The next bit we have here, it is a research survey done on ChatGPT and kind of the awareness of it in the U.S. So Pew Research, that is P-E-W, uh, it, it's a, res- a survey conducted in March 2023 found that only 58% of U.S. adults have heard of ChatGPT. That's 58%. It seems like a lot more than that, but we're kind of living in the space. Now, among those that have tried ChatGPT, a majority report that it has been at least somewhat useful. The survey found that those with a higher household incomes and more formal education are particularly are more are particularly likely you can tell I haven't had more formal education I guess <laughs> <laughs> are particularly likely to have heard of ChatGPT younger adults are also more likely to be familiar with it and find it more useful than their older counterparts which makes sense every time new technology comes out younger people are normally earlier adopters now among ChatGPT users 15% find it extremely useful, 20% very useful, and 39% somewhat useful. About 1 in 10 adults who have heard of ChatGPT actually have used it at work is what the survey is saying. So that's pretty crazy that 10% of people are actually using it for something useful. Now, here are some additional stats from the survey that I thought were pretty pretty interesting. 18% of U.S. adults have heard about ChatGPT, while 39% have heard a little bit about it, and the, then 42 the remainder, have heard nothing about it at all. So I thought that number was actually pretty big, and that's the counterpart to the 58% that we led off this section with. So, uh, And um, of those, 18%, so 58% of U.S. adults have heard of ChatGPT, 18% of them have heard a lot about it, and 39% have basically heard the word, but they don't really know much about it. 
Now, among those with household incomes of $75,000 or more, 72% are familiar with ChatGPT compared to 46% of those with household incomes less than $30,000. This is in the U.S., remember. Now, among those with a college degree, 70% are familiar with ChatGPT compared to 43% of those with a high school diploma or less. Now, among this is where the demographics come in. Among adults aged 18 to 29, 74% are familiar with ChatGPT compared to 45% of those aged 65 or older. Now, which actually rings true because both of our parents uh, know about ChatGPT, but it's probably only because we have a podcast about it and they're all 65 and older. So I thought this was pretty interesting because a lot of times it kind of feels like you're falling behind on this stuff because AI news comes out so fast. But if you're, if you're listening to this and if you are in it, you know, a fair amount and you're actually kind of following AI, we are still very much on the early stages of AI development and AI adoption. You know, we're not talking about, we're not 10 years down the road on this. We are like, I don't know what the math is like six months, seven months down the road. So Uh, Don't feel like you're falling behind. You're still among a very small piece of the U.S. population, at least, which I think is probably indicative of the world somewhere around there. Um, So it's pretty interesting. Keep that in mind. Now, the survey results suggest that ChatGPT is popular, particularly among younger adults and those with higher levels of education and income. That's the TLDR. However, it is still relatively unknown to a large portion of the U.S. population. If you want to look at all the stats in the survey, we will have a link to it on our website under this show's episode, which is um, the ChatGPTReport.com. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's really interesting to hear because, again, Ben touched on it really well. Like sometimes you go, man, I'm, I'm not caught up in all this stuff, but things are happening so fast. And then you have these products that are coming out that aren't even fully fleshed out. You know, like Adobe Firefly, we checked that out last week, and it, it wasn't fully fleshed out. But give it three months, I mean, it could be fully – we're there now. And you're, you've heard about it months in advance there. So keep your heads high, everybody. Keep looking at the stuff. Keep testing it out. Keep messing around with the AI. It's a fun th- place to be a part of, and it's a decade of AI and we're only in month six. So, you know, don't, there we don't, go. don't keep plenty, your head down. Plenty too of long. time. All right, Ryan, take us out. Yes. Thank you guys for giving us a listen, rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. So you won't miss our two new episodes every week, Mondays and Thursdays. Give us a follow on LinkedIn and Twitter at ChatGPT Report and check out our website, the ChatGPTReport.com, where you can find links as well as transcripts to each show. Please send us an email, the ChatGPTReport at gmail.com. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your Thursday. Great weekend. And we'll see you Monday.